You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer. This is episode 12. Hey guys, welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I am so excited to have this guest here today. Heidi, uh, Heidi and I got to know each other through several um, Facebook groups. She is kind of this bright light on Facebook of just like energy and excitement, and I love seeing her posts. So I'm super excited to have her on the show. So Heidi is a world traveler, and she's currently living in South Korea teaching English, but she also is a human resources leadership uh, coach. She's a leadership and development coach that helps corporate uh, consulting clients kind of get their act together and team build. And she's just so fun to talk to. So I'm excited to have her here. So welcome, Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm super excited to be on your podcast. This is exciting. Yeah. So tell everybody a little bit more about you and what you do. Sure. So, okay, my title's a little lengthy, so don't let it be intimidating. Yeah, I think but... I kind of butchered it, so sorry about that. <laughs> you know what? You're fine. No. So I'm actually a global HR leadership coach and corporate consultant. Um, I also do um, writing for publications, and I'm a speaker as well. So to get the tongue twister out, I'll simplify that a little bit more. Um in simpler terms, I provide HR leadership and team building strategies to entrepreneurs and organizations. All right. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so walk us through this journey. Like, How did you get from your normal nine-to-five job to quitting that, teaching English in Korea, to now starting your own business? Like, What was that journey like for you? Oh, Gosh, it was a roller coaster. But basically, um, I put in my time probably about like seven ish years, maybe closer to eight now, in you know, corporate America. So if you've ever been in corporate, you kind of understand the hustle of that. Um, especially, you know, it's a doggy dog world. Mm. And I was human resources. So specifically with HR, I'm gonna be blunt, everyone hates you. <laughs> favorite people in the company because you're either denying their you know claims or you're you know putting in forth policies that people don't like or yeah exactly so actually I stood out like a sore thumb immediately upon entering into the corporate world because I didn't fit in with the rest of the HR people I was always siding I wasn't always siding with the employees but I always um made sure to get to know all of my employees personally. How can I improve the employee experience? Um, you know, how can I support and help them and make their work, not just work, but something that they enjoy coming to um, and, you know, interacting with everyone. So, you know, I, I, I love just kind of going around um, starting up company cultures you know, implementing new fun things, getting teams built. And that's where I really thrived. And it, I felt like the admin work, like the payroll, the policies, the benefits, all of that sort of held me back. And I, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, but where I excelled and where I like did my best work was going into a company, fixing up their team, 
completely revamping their entire employee experience, helping to develop people into leaders, creating trainings for leaders. And that's where I had fun. And it actually wasn't until, um, you know, what, 15, 16 months ago uh, that it hit me that I needed to just branch out on my own. And leading up to that, um, there were layoffs in the company, and I had to conduct those layoffs, and it was a large number oh, of layoffs. No. Oh, no. So the exact moment that I realized I needed to leave corporate was, I think I – we did two rounds and the first round was around 30 people in one day. And then the other round, I forget how many, but it was a large number. And I was sitting there doing the layoffs and I felt numb. I lost all empathy Mm. and that's so unlike me. So to sit across from someone and basically telling them, sorry, you know, you're going to have to figure out how to survive with your family and your life moving forward and not feel anything. That is not like me at all. And I realized moving forward, I never wanted to be a part of that again. Mm. Yeah. So, that's tough. Like, I guess you almost compartmentalized that because you were so used to it at that point. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I realized, I say, you know what, this, this is not me. I'm a very empathetic person. I love my employees. I spent so long getting to know, you know, all their interests, everything they love building the, of uh, the culture, the company that I was last at. Um, so I just, I put in my, my resignation. I applied to teach English and I left in under two weeks. Wow. Yeah, I did not give proper notice at all. (laughs) So what did your friends and family think? Do they think you had gone off the deep end? (laughs) Yeah, still, even to this day, they were just like, whatever you think, you gave up such a cushy job, a cushy lifestyle, you had everything, and you, and literally what I did is I just got rid of all my possessions, Um, I dropped all my paperwork off at my grandparents' house. And I asked them, hey, just stick this in like a a vault. If I ever need it, make a copy, send it to me. But I'm going to go travel. I'm going to start a business, teach English. And I don't know when I'll be back. (laughs) Even 15 months later, my friends will text me today. And they're like, when are you coming back to Boston? I was like, I'm not going back into a nine to five. I just, I need to like do my business traveling. That's amazing. So do you feel like that fire to do your own thing, go your own way has kind of always been there within you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why do you think you kind of let that stay dormant for so long? Hmm. I think what it is is um, – I'm very much an impulsive person, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I have been in many situations in my life where I've impulsively kind of did the same thing of what I did to come to South Korea, right? So I was in a, a terrible relationship and it got to the point where I woke up one morning and I looked at him and I realized I deserved so much better than what I was mm-hmm. putting myself through. And I lost all my friends. It was just a very bad relationship. So he left for work that morning. This sounds really terrible, but he left for work that morning and I just immediately called movers. I had all the movers move me out of the apartment 
put my stuff into storage. I bought a plane ticket to Germany and I moved to Germany. And I just, yeah, I rediscovered myself there. So like traveling and like just getting up and impulsively going is always there. But for corporate, I think because, you know, you grow up and you put yourself through college and you're, you're drilled into like doing this traditional path. And I just felt like, you know, I had this vision when I was a little girl that I was going to work in HR, do corporate for my very first take your, do- or take your child to work day. And I, I thought like that was what I was supposed to be doing with my life. Hmm. So I think that's why I kept going back to it. Like I would get up and I would leave and I would always come back to it until that layoff happened. And I started my business and I realized I'm not supposed to work in corporate. I'm supposed to work with, with corporate. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it? Have, what has it been like living in Korea? <laughs> it has been the most challenging and transformational experience of my entire life. Um, I really, it forced me because I stepped away from all my friends. I, I knew absolutely no one here in a, a country that I couldn't speak the language. So I really had to depend on, you know, other people to help me out. I, I can honestly truly say like, I found my life purpose here. And it sounds so you know silly to say that, but I dug so deep within myself and I uh, finally faced and conquered all of my inner demons, all the self-sabotage that was holding me back from childhood all the way up until, you know, the day that I just became who I am right now. So I, yeah, it's been such an amazing experience. I tell everyone to just do it. So what has that process been like for you? Has it just been like lots of personal development or just, you know, therapy or like what, how did you face all that? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a little question? (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, it, it was a mixture, right? So a lot of personal development, I had to, um, you know, I sought a lot of professional help. I, I actually opened up about things all throughout my life to people. And I did a lot of journaling, um, really just facing, facing everything that held me back, that created resistance from me thinking I was worthy of doing anything big in my life. Mm, yeah, that's such a big one for women. I mean, I've faced that too. I feel like Every single person or woman I've talked to so far on this podcast has said the same thing, that you have Mm -hmm. to kind of go through that inner work. The best entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. the best women in business do that inner work to like know they're worthy and have that fire within them to keep going. Because if you don't have that, then there's no way that you can make this happen for yourself if you don't believe fully in yourself. That's so true. And I can tell you when I came here, I, I'm not going to lie. I really thought investing in a coach was something that I couldn't do. I mean, I really came here on a whim. I financially, I wasn't ready for it. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to do this all myself. I don't need a coach. I, it was honestly when I invested in, in my first coach is when everything started changing. So when I invested in myself, 
that's when I started growing and transforming. Yeah, that, uh, again, I've had a similar experience. I have been doing what I've been doing for almost six years, and I went for years without hiring anybody because I thought, I'm superwoman. I can do it on my own. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't need anybody else's expertise. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a capable person. I have a college degree. Like, I'm good at what I do. But I got to this point where I was like, no, I can't fully do this on my own. Like, I need someone else to pull that out of me. And once I made that step to hire my first coach, I feel like it all changed for me. So... Yeah, yeah. I, I recommend everybody just getting past that fear and mm-hmm. making that investment in themselves. Maybe not a coach. Maybe it's a, like an ec- expert in something they hate doing. But just mm. don't be scared of investing in yourself and in your business because it can really change the whole trajectory of your life. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Yeah. So... Do you have any sort of morning routine or practice that goes along with that transformation that kind of helps you get going each day? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So (laughs) um, in the morning, before I even get out of bed, I meditate in bed. And so then after I I get out of bed, I sorry, I'm just trying to like visualize my morning. After I get out of bed, (laughs) I... um, I make my morning smoothie or my morning tea, and then while I drink it, I sit down, I journal, I do some vision mapping, um, and I do my 333, which is three things I'm grateful for, three things I desire for the day, and three things to do for the day. And that that is like a very intentional practice that I have to do every day or I feel completely scatterbrained. Mm. Um, and then after my 333, I dive right into writing. I love writing. It's very therapeutic for me. And then I start, you know, diving into um, like my podcast. So I listen to um, Abraham Hicks or Mm -hmm. my German podcast and then business podcast. And then, oh, I go for a walk around the lake. And then after the walk around the lake, I come back, I read some headlines, get on social media, and then there goes my day. (laughs) that's great that's a great routine like i i'm gonna have to start using the 333 i do something similar but i don't do like the to-do list of the top three because i think sometimes i have so much on my list and just looking at it i'm like oh like the dread of having to do 15 things but if you just put it to the top three it makes you feel like okay i can get those three things done Exactly. And it's actually, um, you know, once you exceed, I found once you exceed those three things, that's when the overwhelm kicks in. So I always keep my running to-do list out of sight. And I, what I do with my running to-do list is I cluster them off in just groups of three. So Mm -hmm. once I complete my daily uh, top three things to do, I'll introduce a new set of three things because I never want to become overwhelmed. And it, I always get overwhelmed if I look at that running to-do list. Yeah, that's great. That's a really good idea. So tell us a little bit more about the clients you work with and um, what you do for them and what you love doing for them. Yeah, so 
For the coaching part, what I do is I work with established entrepreneurs and I help them to really become a better leader for not only in their business, but themselves and their clients as well. So, you know, we work through on digging into the, the inner work, get, gaining that confidence, that clarity that they need to run their business, and of course, to hire their first team. So what I do is, you know, I really walk them through the entire process of preparing them to bring on a high-performing team of employees for their business. And I, I infuse my HR into that as well, the fun parts of HR that I love, you know, just to make sure that, you know, everything is, you know, on point for them and, you know, they have those policies and procedures in place and, you know, their employees are taken care of and they're cultivating um, that influential culture that attracts and retains those employees. Mm, that's so that's so great because so many people kind of skip those steps. They just think, okay, I need to hurry up and have a team and then they treat them like crap. Mm-hmm. Especially, and there's such a high number of employees that leave within 90 days because of poor onboarding. Mm-hmm. And onboarding is not just oh, hey, this is your first day on a job. Onboarding actually lasts about a year within a company. Mm, wow, so, that's really yeah. good. People don't realize that. They just think, oh, I'm strapped. I need someone now. Let me just hire someone, throw them in. They'll figure it out. I don't have time for this. You already just ruined the entire employee experience. Mm. That's so great. So if you were going to give one piece of advice to a woman uh, who is starting her business, listening to this podcast, or has just started her business, what would that advice be from all that experience you have? <laughs> take the messiest action. Just take action and make it the messiest. Stop overthinking. Stop trying to make it perfect. The best action is the messiest action. You'll figure it out along the way. Wow. Yeah, that's so true. Sometimes it's just that forward momentum because I don't know about you, but for me, I overthink everything. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I have to have it planned out perfectly, but Mm -hmm. the best decisions I've made have been the ones where I'm just like, all right, I'm doing this. Cool. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Which is so unlike me. That is not me. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it's all even like, jumping ship and coming to Korea. I, it's all just coming together just with messy action. So. Yeah. So what are your next plans? Like you're leaving Korea soon, right? Yeah. So I leave Korea in August and I'm heading back to Germany and I will split my time between um, my two favorite cities, um, Berlin, Germany and Boston, Massachusetts. Nice. Yeah. That's so fun. I'm excited. excited. I'm so glad that I had you on the show. So do you have anything you'd like to promote or uh, any kind of course or anything that you want to talk about before we wrap up? I'm actually releasing a five-day training series, a live stream training series where I go deep into, you know, more exactly what I do, what I touch upon. And it's coming out next week. So I'll be promoting that on my Facebook business page so you can find me. Am I allowed to promote it? Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely, I'll link to it also in the show notes. 
Perfect. So you can find me at um, facebook.com forward slash Heidi Lynn Co. That's C-O. Um, and then I will be promoting it on there. And I also have a group that I'm, you know, still working on. It's the Global Blend. And Blend stands for Businesses, Leaders, and Entrepreneurs to Network Digitally. I am really working to um, get together a group of businesses, business leaders and entrepreneurs all over the globe. I just want us to share ideas and learn about each other's industries and, you know, help support one another. So that's my mission for this year, for 2018, is to really grow the group. Um, I welcome you to check it out. I'm, you know, it's still a work in progress, but I'm really excited about the direction that it's, it's heading. So feel free to check me out on both of those. Yeah, you guys definitely need to connect with Heidi. She's fantastic. And I hope that some of you will be able to work with her because she really knows her stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. So thank you again for being here, Heidi. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love being on it. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time. Bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.